Welcome to the first ever edition of Who Scored Again? A weekly podcast focused entirely on the Premier League with an eye towards improving your fantasy squads. I'm your host Abin, and as of now, I'll be your sole guide to the crazy season we find ourselves in. To kick off the first ever episode, we will be taking a look at how badly the international break has affected team preparations for the weekend, the implications of Germany's thrashing at the hands of Spain, David Coote's removal as the VAR for Sunday's game between Liverpool and Leicester City. We will also take a look at United's fixture against West Brom, Mourinho vs Pep in the City vs Tottenham game, and how our fantasy teams are doing amidst the Covid apocalypse. So let's crack on then, shall we? God, did that feel like a long one. I mean, I've enjoyed the Arsenal content that uh, been coming out of the fan base over the last two weeks given their thrashing at the hands of Aston Villa but even keeping that aside it feels like it's been a significant amount of time since I've sat down to watch some good Premier League fixtures over the weekend and I'm so glad it's back and I'm so happy that there are no more breaks international breaks till March which can mean only good things which means we can get on with the season, we can get on with the friendly banter, we can get on with the deep dives and the analysis, and more importantly, we can get on with building a proper strategy for our fantasy teams, something that I will do at the end of the show um, for about five minutes or so, given how long I'm able to like uh, ramble on with the topics I have in mind. So with the international break, is as stupid as it was with the 16 COVID cases coming out of it, there were some very definitive results that uh, stood out. One of them being uh, England's loss to Belgium, which means they are now effectively out of the Nations League, further highlighting Gareth Southgate's incompetencies as a uh, as the England manager. So looking at Southgate's team for the Belgium game, it was 3-4-3 with Walker, Dyer, and Bings as the three centre-backs. Trippier and... Uh, Ben Chilwell playing on the wings in midfield of Mount Henderson and Declan Rice with Grealish and, and Kane. So I assume it was Mount, Kane and Grealish on the wings, a midfield two of of Henderson and, and Declan Rice with uh, accompanied by Walker and Trippier on, on the wing back positions and a back three of... Um, sorry, Trippier and, and Chilwell, but Walker, Dyer, and Mings playing as your three centre-backs in front of Jordan Pickford. Now this... <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of the 3-4-3. I'm generally a fan of, um, of, of formations based on three centre-backs because it offers you more control in midfield and generally more potent up top. But this is hardly a potent attack. Yes, Mason Mount is good, but he should not be a winger. Grealish is good, but what is he providing to barring Harry Kane? And um, Trippier and Chilwell bombing forward to provide assists to whom? There really isn't anyone in the starting lineup barring Grealish and Kane that are going to get you goals. So this, this is the big problem with Southgate, is that he's too pragmatic to be successful. I also think it's time... England, the FA did the right thing and sacked him and got someone along the likes of Arsene Wenger in to have any sort of chances 
its success at the Euros next year. This is frankly a bit ridiculous to experiment with Southgate, a manager who has time again proved to be incompetent and not very good at his job. Yes, the systems are entertaining. Yes, it's a 3-5-2 or 3-4-3 that is effective on set pieces. But creatively, there is nothing up front. Or at least he chooses to play nothing up front. There is a great prospect in Jack Grealish that he can build the team around, that he can supplement Raheem Sterling's um, runs with, that he can use Kane. And I just, and he's still... Like him short-changing Vardy um, in favor of Kane was something I'm still not very comfortable with. And you look at Jimmy Vardy sitting pretty atop the goal-scoring charts in the Premier League, and you wonder where it all went wrong. That aside, there was one more and very interesting result this weekend in the Premier League, and it had to do with Germany, who suffered a 6-0 thrashing at the hands of Spain. Ferran Torres getting a hat-trick in that one. And I think it looks like it's curtains for, for Joachim Liu. I've do believe he's now reached a point where he is failing to motivate the national team the way that he did back in, in 2014 and and even uh, the Euros of 2016, which he didn't win, but his influence definitely was quite um, strong at that point in time, just having come off the back of a very famous World Cup win. That being said, I think it's time the German national team looked towards hiring somebody else, someone new. Obviously, Jurgen Klopp springs to mind, which is great if you're a fan of any other club except Liverpool, because he will come in, he will raise the uh, the bar that was set by by Liu to a very talented set of young youngsters, and no doubt bring about a sea change compared to what is being witnessed currently. Like 6-0 to, to Spain. England does that, not Germany. Especially with the likes of Gnabry, Leroy Sané, uh, Matthias Ginter, uh, as well as you have Neuer in the back. Neuer conceding 6 is a bit of an anomaly, which just goes to show how strange a season we currently find ourselves in. Now back to the Premier League, where Newcastle take on Chelsea um, as the opening fixture of the weekend at 7.30 a.m. EST. Now, I see a lot of fantasy teams... Actually, no, we'll get to fantasy at the end of this, because currently like, we'll, we'll talk about all fixtures at length, but I'm going to speak about a few fixtures that stand out to me as the, um, as the weekend progresses. One being United uh, going up against West Brom, which surely should be their first win of the season at home. But this being United, I I don't see that uh, happening purely because West Brom are exactly the kind of team that United are infamous for for losing to. They can beat your PSGs, you can beat your Leipzigs, but you can go lose to an Arsenal side that haven't scored from open play in God knows how long they can lose to Crystal Palace, who aren't really lighting the world up right now. And that 6-1 thrashing to Spurs speaks for themselves. Uh, so generally, it's a very inconsistent United team that's out there, which is what is causing a major divide between the fan base. A big section of the fan base wants the manager to stay and succeed, and the others are clamoring to get Mauricio Pochettino in. 
which I'm not the biggest fan of, really. I know I, I get Pochettino's achievements with what he did at Southampton, with how he worked with uh, Paul Mitchell to bring in the likes of Sane, uh, sorry, Mane, uh, Virgil van Dijk, uh, Diane Lovren, all great mainstays of that team, and then moved to Spurs, where he truly built a team in his own, in his image, a counter-pressing, um, fluid attacking team with the likes of Harry Kane, Lucas Moura and Hyungman Son, all very effective with their with their skills. But there are big question marks personally for me at Pochettino because he has bottled every high pressure situation he finds ourselves he finds himself in. Finds himself ah, no, he finds himself in. And I don't see there being that much of a change than what we currently have with Ollie because Ollie's great. I think he's um, he's done well for the team. He's not without his faults, but there is a, a semblance of a united team here. Like barring the circus that accompanies Paul Pogba, there is definitely a team here that can go places. which just requires patience and time, and. That's something a large section of the fan base are just not okay with. They're not okay with the inconsistencies. They're not okay with some of the performances. And rightly so, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I mean, I'm sat here in front of a mic creating a, a podcast based entirely on my opinion. But as a but as you know, as a team for the future, United are a few rungs below, and the only thing that can cause this to collapse is is the management upstairs. We know how farcical Ed Woodward's transfer policies have been. We know of the the failed pursuit of Jaden Sancho in the summer, and like we know how bad um, Ed Woodward is at his job. He's he's a good he's a good accountant. He is excellent at bringing sponsorship deals through the door, but he needs to appoint a director of football, and it is about time he brought in someone with that with the expertise to take care of it coming coming back to this weekend's game i completely expect west brom to come in go into a low block and frustrate the hell out of united and, and use callum robinson to score a sole goal and then drop back into the uh, into, into like a 8-2 shape and i expect sam johnston to have the game of his life. I expect Branislav Ivanovic to turn into uh, the prime version of himself from 10 years ago. I don't trust this United team. I, I feel they will get the job done against Istanbul on, I think there's a game coming up on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. I do believe they will get the job done at home. But this fixture is one that causes massive concerns. Now, the other big fixture on the weekend is Spurs versus um, City, a Mourinho Guardiola special, which I always love. I was a big fan of the El Clasicos during Mourinho's time at Real Madrid that coincided with uh, Pep at Barcelona because those games were, were just pure spectacle. Like There was so much bite and there was so much passion and ferocity uh, attached to those uh, to those derbies that you know you, it was an event that you looked forward to all through the year that has since died because both managers have 
I would have, have I would say have gone their own paths and have flattered to deceive to say the least. Yes, Guardiola has the 100 point season with with City. He has the 98 point season with uh, City again. But his failings in the Champions League have put them into sharp perspective. Mourinho, on the other hand, has one failed season at Chelsea, a disastrous time at United, and now has finally found himself in a team that is at the right age for him to be successful. Their Spurs are my uh, are my tip. You know, I'm I'm tipping them to be uh, title challengers this year, if not even win it purely because just how disastrous Liverpool's injury situation has been. I, If I were to make a prediction on this game, I expect Spurs to sit back, wait and be patient. If Guardiola comes into this game attacking, uh, pushing Walker up alongside Mendy on the other side, Spurs are going to wait and then they're going to pounce. And with Gareth Bale as part of their um, attacking front, front three or front four at this point, this could end badly for for Pep. I expect Spurs to run out 3-1 with Kane grabbing a couple. Playmaker Kane, Mesut Kane, as I like to call him these days. But I feel, given Kevin De Bruyne's hot and cold form and Sterling's, I think he's injured for this game. Um, and then Sterling's not going to be, a, and I assume he's not going to be around. And obviously Aguero being out and not really being over I mean not being really being fit I don't think he reported fit for the start of the season he reported overweight I don't quite see how Pep navigates a win out of this one now finally we're at that point in time where we can discuss our FPL squads and oh wow what a disastrous two weeks it's been for my FPL squad I missed the average uh hitting a about 54 points last time and I've had two free transfers which I'd which I'd banked and I moved early to get Jack Hillishan because I didn't I wanted to catch the prize rise. And ever since uh, Salah picked up he uh, obviously Salah is now out 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 for this week because of his his COVID situation. I did bring in uh Cancelo and given my um you know my little rant not even rant my reasons for choosing to favor Spurs win this weekend I feel uh, City's fixtures get really better after the Spurs game and Kinsella has been putting up some impressive numbers his FPL stats over the last couple of weeks themselves are just 3-8-5-8 he's consistently hitting three points ever since he uh, nailed down a starting place so I've kind of stuck with him there is the little doubt of, of, of Salah or of replacing Salah with Bruno Fernandes or even Sadio Mane, but I'm tempted to not captain or rather not bring in another Liverpool player. I still have my wildcard banked and the plan was to always get to December and then figure out because you know how thick, the, thick and fast the games come in during the Boxing Day fixtures. So I, that was the original plan. So I kind of want to see how this plays out, not taking minus four, even though I desperately want to get uh, Jimenez out of my squad. And yeah, that's what I want to see. So when it comes to captaincy options, I know people are choosing um, 
Grealish or they're choosing Buona um, or Ziyech. Yeah, the the Chelsea quartet or rather the triumvirate is very impressive, but Newcastle have traditionally been their bogey team away. I would not choose to captain a Chelsea player over the weekend. I could be fin- like laughably wrong, but I would probably like reserve judgment on that. If I were to, to captain somebody for, for the weekend, I would probably captain uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin versus Fulham because Fulham look atrocious. I think um, they're definitely going down. Scott Parker looks way out of his depth. Um, Mitrovic isn't once again, he's not translating into the Premier League product. He's, as one one would call him, a Serbian Dwight Gale. I think DCL is the definitive captive choice, a captain choice for the weekend. And if I were to pick a differential, I would go Jamie Vardy because this makeshift back for that Liverpool are going to field screams uh, chances for Vardy and Leicester have been so good. They've got Fafana coming back. They've got Ndidi coming back. Um, and James and James Justin has been so good in place of Ricardo Pereira as well. So if I were to pick a team that, you know, if I were to, if I were to be brave, I know Liverpool haven't lost lost an Anfield for the last two to three years, but those records are meant to be broken, especially in a season like this. I would probably bank a a Leicester captain. Uh, on Jamie Vardy so yeah that's about it that is going to be this week's episode and hopefully as the weeks progress I can continue to get better at this and I will be able to bring in more guests that will be able to give their opinions and their inputs which will make for a very interesting conversation because I love conversational podcasts and even though this is started off solo the long-term future is to have somebody sit in with me and as I talk about fixtures and we have differences in opinions about about managers, about team styles, about fantasy Premier League choices as well. So this is just the start. I do want to start two other shows focused on, on film and philosophy, but let's see how this goes. So I'm going to try and get this out before the weekend so you guys have enough time to look at your FBL teams if need be. And yeah, that's me out. I'll speak to you guys soon. Take care.